Notes from America is supported by Future Hindsight, an award-winning podcast that shares big ideas about participating in American democracy beyond voting but short of running for office. Join host Mila Atmos for stimulating and incisive conversations with citizen changemakers on topics ranging from gerrymandering, policing equity, and voting rights. In this election year, Future Hindsight offers an unaffiliated perspective into what's at stake and how citizens can make an impact at the local, state, and national level. You'll always come away with something hopeful. Tune in every Thursday to get engaged and stay engaged. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. It's Notes from America. I'm Kai Wright, and I am joined by one of our producers, Regina Dehir. Hey, Regina. Hi, Kai. Happy Solstice. Happy solstice. It is officially summertime. And that, of course, means once again, we are launching the Notes from America summer playlist. Yes. You know I love music. I do. And I'm always looking for new recommendations. So last summer, I thought, why don't we create a playlist with our listeners? Mm -hmm. And at the end of last summer, we had this amazing set of songs generated by you, our audience. And so this summer, we're doing it again. Okay, so is there a theme this year? Well, the best way to get into this year's theme is to tell you about the experience that inspired me. I went to this incredible party in D.C. called Laylit. It's put on by these three guys who were looking for a way to celebrate their Arabic culture. And you can really feel that mission at the parties. I was so inspired by the experience, I reached out to two of the three founders, Philippe Manassa and Nadim Magzal, who are actually a music duo themselves. And Kai, you can really get an idea of what they're trying to create just by hearing the story of how they came up with their band name, Wake Island. Here's Nadim. I was one day like looking at Google Maps, just randomly just scrolling around the planet uh, late at night. And I found this spot in the middle of the ocean, of the Pacific Ocean, that's literally like halfway between the Asian continent and the American continent. It was called Wake Island. I found the name kind of like interesting and I, I showed it to Phil and... You know, there wasn't much more to it than this. It's like, oh, like half of us come from the Asian continent. The other half come from the American continent. It's cool. And then when we kind of like researched a bit more, there were some fun facts about the island. It's a place that's also like the first time zone. So It's in the future. It's kind of like in the future. For everyone. But honestly, yeah, personally, I just like the imagery. Because uh, for me, music has always been... Uh, a way to deal with things for me. Like when I started making music, for example, on, on a personal level, it was r- about the time that I started thinking about coming out as a gay man. And, and I'm realizing now that that I think I came out through the music mostly. And I just realized that just the name Wake Island is just a very nice way to to position yourself spiritually in terms of like trying through this project to wake up in a way. Yes. Uh, to the realities of the world, but also to to our own selves, you know, and try to explore who we are and try to be the best versions of ourselves and inspire other people to do so. Mm-hmm. 
As Phil put it, waking up to the realities of the world, to ourselves, to the future, is such a vivid image. And that's exactly what it felt like to be at a Laylit party. You can see it in the way people respond, to the music, to the space, to each other. You can tell these parties are truly filling a need. Here's Phil again. I think at the essence, what we're trying to create is, is a space of freedom for people to feel free and open while simultaneously bathing in the culture that we bring from, from the region, from the Middle East, North Africa, Southwest Asia region, which we call Swana. It's just really about exploring togetherness through this particular culture. You know, there's other ways to explore togetherness and we engage in these other ways in our lives, whether movies or other parties or techno music or whatever. There's so much you can do. And in, in our situation, we, we found this kind of energy within our culture and it's something we haven't seen a lot and that we were hungry for uh, as individuals, as Lebanese men, Nadim and I, and as immigrants too, we were like, why, why can't we feel these feelings within our culture? So I think we do take it very seriously, but we don't take ourselves seriously in a sense that we're just very aware that it's a party. I mean, the, the key word for, for us has always been a celebration. It's really a celebration of who we are as a culture, where we come from. Because, I mean, particularly in North America, our culture is quite often misunderstood and people just don't know. Like, how is the Middle East portrayed always? Like, war and problems and, and deaths and, you know terrorism and whatever but that's not it <laughs> you know that's like i mean the celebration that that you feel on Leilet's dance floor is that's how it feels like for us genuinely can can you say more about this feeling you're describing can you help me understand that idea you know growing up after 9/11 in america as a young arab is very hard because you have to constantly pretty much hide who you are in fear of like being bullied or all these things. And this experience is, is very difficult. One of my, the, the best things for me as, as, as a founder of Leilet is to hear these testimonials all the time of people who tell us they, they've been waiting for a space like this where they can feel like they don't have to hide. And while I was taking a break outside the party in DC, I asked some people what having a space like Laylit meant to them. They highlighted this exact point. I was born in Iran and I grew up listening to Arabic music. And um, this was very specifically like an Arab dance party. And it's just like a place where people of all different types of Middle Eastern descent get to kind of join together and be able to, you know, maybe politically not agree, but be able to dance to the same music and enjoy a night together. And I think that anytime music can bring people of different ideological backgrounds or ethnical backgrounds together, I think it's a good night. I am Lebanese. Uh, I would say that it really is something that we need here to sort of uh, like establish a really fine footing for a community. Like it really it's just beautiful that this place actually gave us a chance to do that. You can finally feel more validated in being where you're from and also being able to represent that culture and also being validated by everybody around you. Like, it's like sort of like a very, uh, very cool, like, I don't know. 
what I think is the most important thing our party is doing is to is to provide the space for people to like just like be and even discover like even us we're discovering ourselves like I I've been hiding this Lebanese part of me for years and years and years even when I was living there there's this kind of weird inferiority complex we have sometimes with the Europe and America like like the way that the discourse is around our region gets into the region you know like we start feeling like we're seen as inferior and so that dictates a different weird behavior where we look up to these countries like America and <laughs> oh my god Canada and France and it's like we need to deserve them you know and and so when we come here we we work hard and it's very much like dating honestly like you have to prove yourself and prove your worth all the time and it's it's hard because to do that the only or at least the easiest way is to erase your identity first and Laylit for us, Nadim and I, has been, and Wake Island actually, our, our music project, has been about reclaiming that side of our identity without erasing the new found one. That's, that's been really the loveliest thing for me, um, is seeing people come together from our region, first and foremost, from our community, and put their differences aside and party together, you know? Because there is, there is, sadly, because of the misery in those countries, really, I, and I, I, I'm not like dramatizing here when I say misery, like the misery in Syria, the misery in Lebanon, in Yemen, like in Palestine, and Palestine, of course, uh, of course, and all the, in the entire region, like thoughts and feelings of hatred to the neighbor is something that is so easy. It happens all the time. Like, I mean, we're not saving the world or anything, but we're trying no, we're to say, not. like, one thing that even if we don't do Laylit physically in the Middle East, what <laughs> the message we are sending is that we are the same people. We, we, it's the same DNA, musical DNA. It's the same culture, and we are stronger when we unify and and when we celebrate uh, each other. And the problem is not our neighbors. Please make some noise for Peter It's Notes from America. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I hope to open the conversation about working parents a bit. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier, to find out how they balance being a dad with a successful career. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I really want to go back to the music. Um, at the DC party, the space was absolutely packed with people of all ages, all backgrounds, singing and dancing to some songs I recognized and some I didn't. Can you can you talk to us about the music? How would you describe the sound of Layla? The mix of music is not 
not just like what you would expect Arabic music to be in a way. It's not only nostalgic connecting to your roots only. It's this idea of like, hey, we're here and our culture is naturally going to evolve. Like we can't stop that. In fact, we promote that. There's going to be a new... Uh, a new identity. It's always renewing itself, like, you know, second generation, third generation. Yes. So as founders, there's three things that really come into the music. Uh, first of all, yes, there's this, what happened in the past, the nostalgia, the fun, the pop, and respect to that. So there's definitely that as part of the formula of the Leilat sound. But we don't want to stop at that. So the other things we explore is, oh, by the way, Look at what's happening today. There's artists like uh, Eliana uh, who are really breaking in the US. And I feel like now the language is becoming like a condition, like we're singing in Arabic and that's how it is. Of course, here and there include some English for the relatability, get a guest star. I mean, you know how the music industry works the way it works. But there's an interest, I think, in the culture that is growing. And we're seeing big producers like Skrillex and Marshmallow getting into this game, collaborating with artists. And all these artists are doing all these incredible things. Let's show you that. And let's also explore the possibilities of the future. How can we mix the nostalgia with the modern, with the futuristic sound, with the experimental, and somehow make it accessible in a way that you can start imagining the possibilities of where this music could go or where you as an artist, maybe in the audience, would be inspired to take it if you were making music. And we want to make sure that if our community is going to go on the rise, that the voices that are inspiring the mainstream are diverse. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a big part of our role also is to, we don't want our culture to become another stereotype that can sell money. And we used to be the villains in James Bond movies and now we're going to be like, kind of like what, pop stereotypes and belly dancing. It's like, we don't want this stuff to happen. I mean, yeah, that's, that, that's really the driving thing is in this current climate we're in, we're hoping that this time with the rise of Arabic music that that people at the core of it are people from the community. Can you give some examples? I mean, you are, you're so ingrained in this music. So can you give us some song examples? Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm, one of the biggest artists right now, like Haifa Wahabish, has been huge for like 10, 20 years. Her songs sound almost like American pop songs with Arabic lyrics at this point. It's not, this is not in anywhere near traditional music. Part of what we're trying to do at Lelit is to, we're trying to redefine what it means mm -hmm. to have what we call Arabic music or Swana music. Or yeah, like, and like one of our roles is to make sure that there is a space for our artists, artists from our community uh, to, to exist and thrive and be able to have a platform, at least in this continent, where they can come and share uh, their take on th their culture and the music sonically might not be what, you know, what the stereotypical Arab sound is. And that's something that's very, very important because fluid, it's a fluid process. Like identity is going to change. So be it. Let it change. Like it's not, it's not this like, um, you know, central dogma that we can't like mess with. I mean, even if we look at like our own countries, like and their history, 
they've changed so much. Like the whatever is Lebanon today, which is this country that's has been colonized like 700,000 times. I don't know how many times by like so many different languages and religions and cultures and, 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 and the list goes on and on and on, you know? So the, I find this fascinating personally, that identity is a fluid thing. Identity is a fluid thing. And the beautiful thing about our identities, us products of diaspora, is we get to straddle multiple cultures. And we have the ability to create a new one that's a mix of them all. So we are going to celebrate our histories and our futures with this year's Notes from America summer playlist. Over the next couple of months, I'll be learning about the music of diaspora communities and how that music reflects the past and the future of these cultures. But we also want to hear from you. Send us a voice recording with your name, where you're from, and your response to this prompt. What's a song that represents your personal diaspora story? Tell us the name of that song and the artist, and maybe a short story that goes along with it. Make sure your recording is at least a minute long. You can add your song to the playlist by going to notesfromamerica.org and look for the record button to leave a voice note with your answer. We asked the guys of Wake Island to kick us off with their own submission. Uh, we can give one that's been like a, a, I mean, there's a staple. A staple. There's staple. one that's been a staple yeah. of Layla that we've, you know, played for many, many years. And we all, like I jokingly, like I've been telling Phil, like we should actually cover this song live at one of our parties in the future. There's this track that's called Yaraya. It's been covered many, many times by many different artists. I mean, the version we connect to is the one that was popular when we grew up. It's the Rashid Taha version. Yeah. Originally, it's by Dahman Al Harashi. And and this song is about the process of immigration, uh, leaving your country. What gets lost? Where are you heading? Yeah. Where are you going? Uh, and this song we've, has always been it's been part of the Laylit sound, I would say. It's, it's a, a classic. It's I a mean, classic it's, at it's our by no means, It's by no means uh, an original choice, but it's a yeah. very fitting mainstream choice because also it's beautiful it's music. Beautiful, it's uh, an, it's it's an Algerian beautiful, song beautiful and it's, track. there's something magical about it. There's something yeah. magical that happens on the dance floor. There's a few songs that have that effect. But this one, I find, has the most special one. Plus, with the lyrical imagery, it's just beautiful. This idea that like diaspora and, and leaving your home and traveling and all that stuff with this groove, with this beat, with it's, I don't know, it's peaceful. That's musicians Philippe Manassa and Nadim Magzal in conversation with our producer, Regina Dehir. And as Regina said, we'll be updating our Notes from America playlist all summer with Songs of Diaspora, and we want your help. Tell us what's a song that represents your personal diaspora story. Tell us the name of that song and the artist, 
and maybe tell us a short story that goes along with it too. We'll gather all of the songs and your stories in a Spotify playlist, and we'll keep that updated all summer long. We'll hear all about all of our various diaspora stories and be able to dance along to it. So here's how to participate. Just go to notesfromamerica.org, look for the record button, and leave a voice note with your answer right there. That's it. It's that simple. Okay. Notes from America is a production of WNYC Studios. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and on Instagram at Notes with Kai. Mixing and theme music by Jared Paul. Reporting, producing, and editing by Billy Estreen, Karen Frillman, Regina Dehir, Rahima Nasa, Kusha Navadar, and Lindsay Foster Thomas. Andre Robert Lee is our executive producer, and I am Kai Rain. Happy summer. Thank you.